It's often a bit mystifying how brands magically go viral overnight. Sometimes they make it big, and other times they crash and burn. Is the road to brand fame and a bump to the bottom line worth the risk? I'm Alexis. And I'm Melissa. And we're just a little obsessed with these marketing moments. So join us as we break down the craziest brand stunts, from how the idea sparked to how the heck they pulled it off. Or didn't, and of course, will it stick? Hey. Hey. What's up? Oh, just, you know, thinking about my night last night. Uh-oh. What happened? Um, my son zip-tied his toes. Like, mm-hmm. legit every toe zip-tied him and thought it was funny until I'm like, dude, your toes are turning purple. And we had to cut every zip tie off his toe. Oh my God, I thought you were going to say you had to cut his toes. I mean, if it went on longer, we would have had to. Like, <laughs> what, what a dumbass. And then, did I tell you about yesterday? No, what? During the day, he found Tic Tacs, like the orange Tic Tacs in my purse. And he put them up his nose and he was like, Mom, <laughs> look at this. I'm like, oh, boys. I am so happy I have girls, although my morning was not so easy with girls, but at least they weren't sticking things up their noses. And trying to shoot them out at you. That's awesome. <laughs> that was that was your oldest? That was Caden? That was Caden, yeah. Supposedly the smartest, but yeah. But last night was wild, fun, dance party, sliding all over the floor. You know, can't, can't ask for more. <laughs> I like it. Well, you know, there's really no good segue into what we're going <laughs> to talk about, but let's just kind of wipe this slate clean. Okay, I'm ready. Ready? What's what's this one we're doing? So I'm going to name a few items, and I want you to tell me, like, the first thing that comes to mind. Okay. Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay. Chalupa, nacho fries, gordita, Mexi Melt, and Crunchwrap Supreme. My mouth is watering, but you did forget Doritos Locos. (laughs) Gross. Taco Bell was my, for sure, late night hotspot in high school, and I bet... Actually, I know I was like 20 pounds heavier because I just loved those tacos. That I, The fact that you said your mouth is watering literally made me laugh because I cannot picture you eating Taco Bell. <laughs> you eat like salads for fun. And drink green, green juice. juices. <laughs> well, you know, that was me then. This is me now. Okay. Well, I'm going to tell you a little story about Taco Bell. I often call it T-Bell because... <laughs> My experience in college, it was T-Bell, and you only went at 2 in the morning, and there was a drive through line of cars, like, at least 45 minutes long. I love how you just, like, name everything, like, D-Flip, <laughs> T-Bell. <laughs> your jam. Yeah, you got to shorten it up, you know? So I'm going to tell you today about Taco Bell. When they purchased one of the world's – actually, not the world's <laughs> – kind of the world's, the nation's most famous historical landmarks. Oh, great. I'm such a history buff. (laughs) (laughs) And that's not true. Okay, so let's get into it. In 1996, Taco Bell shocked the nation when it took out a full-page ad in the New York Times, as well as seven leading U.S. newspapers, announcing some mega news. The company had just purchased, can you guess it? The Statue of Liberty. (laughs) (laughs) Not the Statue of Liberty. Alamo? Not the Alamo. The Liberty Liberty Bell. Bell. Oh, great, great. Makes sense, right? Makes sense. Liberty Bell, Taco Bell. They said they purchased it in an effort to reduce the country's debt. Smart. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. They're adding their contribution. Smart. So not only did Taco Bell claim to have purchased this historical symbol of freedom— 
They also said they were going to rename it. To the Taco Liberty Bell? Exactly. <laughs> to the Taco Liberty Bell. So I have a copy of the ad here in front of me. Like, can you describe what it kind of looks like? I mean, it looks like it was from like the 1900s, like that type of ad. It's like a proclamation. It's like a black and white. And it's just like, it, it's the text is like double spaced. It looks like a proclamation that would be like hanging on like a city hall, like courthouse or something. Yeah, crazy. So the ad reads, in an effort to help the national debt, Taco Bell is pleased to announce that we have agreed to purchase the Liberty Bell, one of our country's most historic treasures. It will now be called the Taco Liberty Bell (laughs) and will still be accessible to the American public for viewing. While some may find this controversial, we hope our move will prompt other corporations to take similar action to do their part to reduce the country's debt. We could use someone helping us reduce the country's debt right about now. (laughs) Just a little bit. (laughs) So Taco Bell explained that the Liberty Bell would divide its time between Philadelphia and the Taco Bell headquarters in Irvine, California. So they're just going to like put it on a semi and drive it from (laughs) place to place, Philly to Irvine? That's like a, that's a long haul. And it kind of sounds more like a like custody arrangement for like divorced children. Oh my God, that reminds me of my first marketing stunt when I was like right out of college. I had this brilliant idea to purchase an army Hummer, paint it red and drive it. Well, it was supposed to be at my property and, but the other properties needed to share it. Like, wait, explain where were you working? I was working at University House. Okay. So this is like a student housing national brand and you were the marketing director? Correct. Okay. And so I thought we needed something to stand out and be flashy in all these college markets. Like we could throw t-shirts out of this thing. It was awesome. Brilliant idea. Except we had to share it with all the properties. So I was like, don't worry, I'll drive it from Arizona to Florida. (laughs) Because those are super close states. Well, let me tell you, we tried once, it broke down like 17 times and that idea died. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I, I appreciate the thought. I'm not surprised that that was your idea. Well, you know, I just come up with these ideas and sometimes forget all of the, like, logistics of things (laughs) of, like, how it's actually going to happen. So. That's okay. I forgive you. But Taco Bell, so when it was, like, talking about, you know, this purchase and it was, like, talking about where it's going to be, it compared its purchase of the Liberty Bell to the adoption of highways by corporations. Taco Bell argued that it was simply going one step further by purchasing one of the country's greatest historic treasures. And they boasted that Taco Bell's heritage and imagery have revolved around the symbolism of the bell. And now we've got the crown jewel of bells. Highway's a little different than the Liberty Bell. I agree. Like, Like, it's easy to sponsor a highway. It kind of makes sense. Now, I kind of already know the answer to this. I was going to ask you if you're like a history buff, like some secret hidden talent I didn't know about, but I don't think so. No. Okay. So do you know? Try me. Okay. So what do you know about the Liberty Bell? That it's a bell? Yeah. And and they rang it for freedom. (laughs) Okay. I'll I'll take that. Let me just educate you a little bit more too. So the Liberty Bell is an iconic symbol of American independence. You already know it's located in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. The bell was commissioned in 1752 and it was cast with the lettering, Proclaim Liberty Throughout All of the Land Unto All the Inhabitants Thereof. And that is actually a biblical reference from the book of Leviticus. I'm not much of like a Bible reader, but 
That's a book in the Bible, right? Yep. Okay. So in its I'm the Bible reader. Okay. Don't forget. In its early years, the bell was used to summon lawmakers to legislative sessions and to alert citizens about public meetings and proclamations. Nice. Yeah. So like they would ring it and everyone would come a running. Not like a dinner bell. Oh, what about like our wind bell? I'm oh, going like to start a, doing that for huddle. I'm just going to be like, ding, ding, ding. We do have a bell in our office that it's super obnoxious when it's like a cowbell. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. So after World War II and despite a ton of controversy around it, the city of Philadelphia agreed that it would transfer custody of the bell while keeping ownership to the federal government. So like they would give it to the federal government, but they were still going to own it. Like the federal government could use it, but Philly was going to own it still. Okay. Okay. So at that point, the National Park Service took it over. And so from that point on, the Park Service has been responsible for maintaining and displaying the bell for the public. Okay? Got it? Got it. Get it? Got it? Good. Okay. The bell does not ring today. Oh, that's lame. I know. So like from what I understand, they can they recorded it and like they play a recording. There's like a, f- a JBL speaker in there <laughs> in with the Liberty Bell. <laughs> But still, despite, like, the lack of ringing, um, every year more than a million people visit the Liberty Bell. So when news spread of the sale across the country, you can understand, there was an insane uproar. Yeah. It was the talk of, like, a ton of morning shows where hosts called into question the country's values. Hundreds of people called into the National Park Service, which actually houses the Liberty Bell, to complain. So the Taco Bell headquarters in Southern California received thousands of calls. People were confused. They were complaining. They, like, wanted to know if this actually was true. And people even flooded the White House with questions and concerns. Like, it went that big. That big? And this is all the same morning it happened. Oh, my gosh. And did the Park Service know? I'll get there. So do you think it's true? Yeah. I mean, I feel like it's a smart move on Taco Bell's part. Yeah. Well, what I didn't tell you earlier is that the ads ran on April 1st, 1996. Oh, awesome. (laughs) What is April 1st? April Fool's. So by noon that day, Taco Bell admitted that it was indeed an April Fool's joke. So no, they were not selling off historical assets to pay down the country's debt. Although, as we've kind of talked about, like, is that a bad idea? I don't think it's a bad idea. It's interesting. So having snared everyone's attention, even after the company announced that it was just a stunt, it told the nation that it was actually donating 50 grand for the upkeep of the Liberty Bell to the National Park Service. Oh, nice. Yeah. And it would be launching a new ad campaign. So it was like, haha, joke's on you, but we're actually doing some good with this. Nice. So were people okay? Well, Taco Bell was freaking thrilled. They were like, hell yeah, this thing worked. And its advertising agency at the time, Bazelle, they were the ones who created the ads. And its PR agency, Payne PR, who like handled the PR launch of it, they were all like uh, like so excited. I mean, this was a huge success in their mind. How many tacos did they sell? Uh, How many chalupas? I will get there. (laughs) I promise you I have numbers for you. So at Bazelle, the ad's creators, a guy named John Parkinson and Harvey Hoffenberg, they went on to win a ton of industry awards. Harvey Hoffenberg? Isn't that just the best name for like an advertising exec? Maybe we should like get a Harvey Hoffenberg here. <laughs> just, <laughs> just rename someone? Just rename, like walking around with whiskey and a robe and, you know. Is that what, how you picture him? <laughs> kind of. Yeah. And maybe a cigar in one hand and just like spitting out brilliant ideas. I love it. I totally am right there with you. Kind of like our own Hugh Hefner, but of the ad agency. 
<laughs> oh, gosh. So an article from the Chicago Tribune actually said the credit for the idea for the stunt went to the Taco Bell's then-CEO, his mother. So John Martin was the CEO at the time, and his mom came up with this idea. Brilliant. She is sounds, like, amazing. So me. did she take over the company? No. But interestingly and, like, seemingly unrelated, Taco Bell actually let Martin go in October of that same year of 96, like, after the stunt. Probably because they found out his mom was the idea. <laughs> Had all the her. ideas. They were like, so we don't need you, but like, what's your mom doing? Is she busy? Yeah. Come on. Bring that lady in here. So a Washington Post article reported that a Taco Bell spokesperson boasted that the stunt was the biggest hoax since Orson Welles sprung his production of War of the Worlds on an unsuspecting national radio audience in 1938. Wow. That's so a good comparison. They were claiming like this was huge right out of the gate. But you asked me a question earlier if the National Park Service knew. Taco Bell failed to actually, like, let them in on the prank. Well, that's probably smart. Remember what we tried to do that. <laughs> we tried a prank here on Camelback Mountain, and it was my idea not to tell the Park Service. Because you wanted to carry a keg, a full keg, up the mountain for one of our beer clients. Brilliant. And get signatures to donate to charity. Which is a great idea, but, like, to their concern was probably, like, get someone would get injured because how much does the keg the weigh? Well, we had strong guys at the time. I mean, I didn't think, again, logistics, logistics. We didn't need to worry about that. But of course, our client called the night before the park service and we were like up, remember, six in the morning, ready to rock. Everyone's excited, our whole team. And we're like smiling, laughing. We got the keg. And who's waiting with their arms crossed right at the entrance? The park service. So, I'm not surprised. They probably had someone smart on their team like me. Don't tell. Don't tell them in advance. It's, it's kind of true. So Elaine Sevy, who was a spokesperson for the National Park Service in 96 when like this all happened, she was quoted saying, we were shocked. We had no idea this was happening and we've been getting hammered with phone calls from the public. So like they were kind of pissed. Actually, they were so pissed that that $50,000 donation, they were like, we actually don't know if we want your money, T-Bell. T-Bell. I know. Isn't well, that crazy? So, But they kept it. I'm sure they kept it. The callers were alarmed because the concept was apparently like so believable given that there had actually been a shutdown of national parks during the recent federal budget crisis. Many state senators and other officials just called it ridiculous. And the former National Park Service director, Roger Kennedy, said at the time, we are encouraged by the outpouring of concern, and I assure everyone that the ad is as false as it is cheesy. The Liberty Bell belongs to all Americans. It is not now, nor will it ever be for sale under any circumstances, period. Period. He was very sure of that. So, you know, they kind of were like, we don't know if we want your money, but I'm pretty sure they took it in the end. But I loved this. So the White House press secretary at the time, his name was Mike McCurry. He was hilarious, and he just took this in stride and had the best sense of humor. So, like, all those phone calls he was getting and, like, all the media outreach to the White House, he responded with a statement, and he said that the government is actually going to produce a whole series of these types of corporate partnerships and that they would immediately be selling the Lincoln Memorial to Ford Motor Company, and they would rename it the Lincoln Mercury Memorial. I like this guy, Mr. McCreary. I know. McCreary. 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 I mean, he was he was amazing and ahead of his time. I we need some of that humor in Washington now. You know? We do. That'd be way more fun. Yeah. Tom Brokaw actually did a whole sarcastic segment about the prank on NBC Nightly News, 
We actually are going to play a clip in this. And he asked, where will it end? He said that big corporate sponsors have taken over the football games, baseball stadiums, and now have become billboards with outfields. He said every cafe seems to be a planet or a rock. And then he said, but wait until you hear what happened to one of the most cherished symbols of American freedom. I can just hear Tom Brokaw. I know, I he was him. like so serious about it. Where will it end? Big corporate sponsors have taken over the football bowl games. Baseball stadiums now have become billboards with outfields. Every cafe seems to be a planet or a rock. But wait until you hear what's happened to one of the most cherished symbols of American freedom. NBC's Bob Dotson. Taco Bell took out a full-page ad in two national papers to announce a closely guarded secret. It had bought the Liberty Bell in an effort to help the national debt. Not even the National Park Service knew of the sale. Uh, this morning we got quite a shock when we opened up the newspaper. And found rangers were now guarding the Taco Liberty Bell. How much did they get for it? The company would not say. Well, that's a slap in the face, isn't it? The Taco Liberty Bell? Yeah. <laughs> And the segment continued by featuring the incredulous reactions of people as they learned of this supposed sale. One man called it a slap in the face. Another man said he would have bought the Liberty Bell if he had known it was for sale. And sold it on eBay. <laughs> and eBay did not exist oh, in any sale. Well, no, it didn't. Are you sure? Yeah. I was a freshman and I was on like AOL chat. eBay didn't. Okay. Yeah. I guess it didn't. But the mayor of Philadelphia at the time, Ed Rendell, he played along and he voiced his approval. He said, I think corporate sponsorships are a way of the future in many things. And I am a Taco Bell consumer. Smart. Smart man. And then the way of the future happened and now everything is corporate sponsored. That's so true. Everything really is. Like I'm always so confused what the stadium's name is. It's like, I know. It's like can you just stick auction, with Auction, talking stick, whatever. I know. Yeah. So other people were not so quick to write this off as a hilarious joke. So there was this guy, his name was Mark Schoenrock. He was just someone who lived in the United States, and he wrote in mad to the Washington Times, like he was angry. And he said, to appropriate one of the cherished symbols of our national heritage and use it as part of some cheap, thoughtless advertising ploy is totally disgusting. To use this sacred symbol as part of some silly game is an affront to generations of proud Americans who have fought and died for this country's freedom, so proudly represented by the Liberty Bell. There's he always said, one of those. Guys. There's always a few. He said, apparently, this doesn't matter to Taco Bell officials, or maybe they just don't get it. I think they got it. I think they got it, and we're brilliant. Yeah, I agree. I'm still waiting for those taco sales. <laughs> So a Taco Bell spokesperson, his name was Jonathan Bloom, he defended the stunt. He said, like, for those who didn't get the joke and, you know, we, we want you to know we care about the bell. And we actually think it's amazing how much more recognition we've given to the bell on this day. He said there's been a terrific response among people that he's spoken to. And some of them even said, like, hey, thanks for making me aware of how we need to take care of our national monuments. So they brought more attention to it. Smart. Yeah. Overall, the prank was, despite the naysayers, considered a major success. So you asked for numbers. I'm ready. Okay. The campaign cost $300,000, and the equivalent of that dollar amount today is, like, just under five hundred grand. Okay. okay. So not crazy no. amount for, like, the like national, national exposure. exposure. Uh, but it generated an estimated $25 million in free publicity. I mean, for Tom Brokaw, 
to cover it. Oh, yeah. Like a huge segment. Yeah. And that actually equates to like $40 million in PR value today. Wow. Stats showed that more than 70 million Americans were exposed to the story and directly resulted in a $500,000 sales increase for tacos on April 1st. So the day it ran, that's an increase from what sales normally were. Okay. On day two, on April 2nd, a $600,000 increase in taco sales. So like um, over a million dollars in taco sales from a $300,000 campaign. Yeah, a $1.1 million increase in existing sales over the first two days of the campaign. That's not even considering like the rest of that month. Because this didn't just end after two days. I mean, people were talking about it for a long time. So that's insane ROI for that spend. Brilliant. I know. So the stunt has been listed as one of the top hoaxes or marketing stunts over the years. According to marketing author Thomas L. Harris, he said the stunt worked because, as we already said, in today's world, almost everything is corporate sponsored. You know, he said that Taco Bell kind of coined the term publicizement to describe the stunt. And that makes sense to me. It's like an advertisement and a PR stunt kind of put together. He said that that really broke the advertising clutter to achieve massive awareness. And it really was a very early PR stunt. Yeah. And now stunts are everywhere. They totally are. And I think not just like stunts, it's really just like combining a campaign and like a stunt like this together for, you know, a really effective, you know, longer term buzz building. Buzz, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, there were many pissed off people, but I mean, the stats kind of override them. Proof's in the pudding. The proof is in the pudding. And that's actually just one of the many, many stunts that Taco Bell has pulled off to capture attention and to, you know, make some money over the years. Is it okay if I share a few more of my favorites? I did like a little roundup here. Cool. There were just so many. Okay. The first one back in 2001, that was the year I graduated from high school. Okay. You're so much younger. (laughs) I love, I love saying that to her because she's six months older than me. So in 01, Russia's modular space station Mir was scheduled to deorbit on March 23rd. So like come out of orbit. Okay. Okay. Fall from the Fall from the space. Yeah. Okay. So Taco Bell decided to get in on this global event by setting up a huge floating target board in the Pacific Ocean. So like a giant dartboard is what I'm picturing. (laughs) And they were thinking like when Mir's debris would fall, it might hit the dartboard. Okay. Okay. So they were like, if a single piece of the space station lands on our floating target, every person in the U.S. would get a free taco. In the U.S., every person? Well, that's what they, that was their plan. Well. Okay? So I don't know how they would track that. I was like, that seems really like a logistical nightmare, but that wasn't what they were concerned about. They were concerned about how much money it would cost them because they were like doing the math and they were like, ooh, 280 million free tacos. But does anyone just order one taco at Taco Bell? Come on. Yeah, no, that's true. But they actually were so concerned that they took out a $10 million insurance policy. Or that's what sources claim that the value of the policy was to like cover the potential if they actually had to give away the free tacos. God. So that's, that's I mean, spending that's $10 million is yeah. significant. As it turns out, all of Mir just burned up before it entered or as it was entering the Earth's atmosphere. So like not even a single piece. Do you of, think like all those Taco Bell lovers were watching TV like, <laughs> no, my 99 cent taco. I have no idea. But anyways, you know, they won the risky gamble. Although if they really had to take out a $10 million insurance policy, I don't know if that's a win. 
But they did get a ton of global media coverage for the stunt, and they said it increased brand awareness and sales. And you said global, which is the key. Totally. Yeah, because we have to remember, Taco Bell is not just like a U.S. chain. It's everywhere. I know my dad used to live in Singapore, and I'm a picky eater. So when I was little and I would go to Singapore, I would eat McDonald's and Taco Bell. Gross. There's so many amazing food in Singapore. I know. And this chick goes to Taco Bell. I know. I'm the worst. Okay. Number two. This is, the year is 2007. Okay. Okay. Taco Bell once again launched a free taco for everyone campaign. They were just big on these free Free tacos. tacos. Yeah. But this time it was linked to the World Series. So the likelihood, I mean, with a World Series of Taco Bell losing and customers winning is dramatically higher. Like the chances are greater of someone achieving whatever they're going to ask in the World Series versus a piece at the space station, like falling on this. At some random spot in the ocean. Yeah, totally. So um, Taco Bell announced that if any player from either of the competing teams stole a base in the World Series in 07, everyone in the U.S. would get free tacos. And this time, I don't know about the insurance policy. I think they were like, fuck it. (laughs) Let's just see what happens. We didn't use it. So they did not get lucky. They did have to pay out on their promise because Boston Red Sox Jacoby Ellsbury stole a base in game two of the 07 World Series. And the company made good on its promise and gave away tacos to, you know, all American customers on October 30th, 2007. But they did quickly realize that, number one, not everyone likes Taco Bell or would go to Taco Bell. So they didn't have to give away nearly as many as they thought. And number two, a lot of the people who, like, came into the Taco Bell weren't baseball fans. So, like, they didn't even know that there was a free taco thing, so they didn't ask. So oh, did they give them a taco anyway? I don't think so. I think you had to ask oh, for it. smart. So they ac- actually, like, redemptions were not that horrible, and it was still amazing exposure. And they did put, like, time and date restrictions on it. So they limited it. But I was thinking, like, from my from the office we're at right now to my house, there's probably 30 Taco Bells in my drive home. You just, like, like stop it, everyone. <laughs> like, would they check IDs? Because it was limited to one per customer. But, like, how would they know? They would never know. One per customer per store. Yeah. Yeah, right. Exactly. So it was way less costly than they expected. And they've recreated this stunt, like, so many times that I don't think it's even news anymore. The most recent one was in 2020 when Los Angeles Dodgers Mookie Betts stole a base in game one, and that was the ninth time Taco Bell had to give away free tacos. Oh, my gosh. But, I mean, they are getting exposure to all those, like, baseball fans yeah, during I mean, the game. Huge. Totally. I wonder if they had to, like, buy sponsorships within the World Series, too. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Also, that kind of reminds me, the only thing I really like at Taco Bell are those really weird nachos that are just, like, plain congealed cheese and chips. And it, for the reason I like them is because I loved going to baseball games, like beer and nachos at baseball games. So for me, like I'm the customer, I'm the target demo. You are Taco Bell's <laughs> girl. <laughs> okay. Number three, this is not related to necessarily giving, well, it is still kind of related to giving away free tacos. Okay. Number three, in 2012, there was a weird rumor flying around in a very, very, very small town. The town was called Bethel, Alaska. Have you, okay. have you heard of it? Have you been there? No. No, I've not been there. <laughs> so, I can just imagine what Bethel is. So the rumor was that this little 6,000-person town was soon going to be home to a Taco Bell. Oh, my gosh. The people, people were, like, were like, tacos, chalupas. They like were dancing. so excited. Because I've never lived in a small town, but, like, I imagine with only 6,000 people, like, you're kind of limited on amenities, like, 
fast food restaurants. <laughs> I just picture, isn't it just like a sheet of ice? Like, no, no, Alaska has other. I don't know about Bethel, but I mean, I think Alaska is more than ice. They have like a city oh. and people live there. So the town's people were so excited about this rumor of Taco Bell. So in the town, there's only like 16 miles of roads and none of them are connected to any highway system. So like they're it's roads for roads. They're remote. They are remote for sure. So Taco Bell heard the rumors and they were like, people, get your facts straight. Like we are not opening in Bethel. But they felt bad about it. And the marketing team was smart at T-Bell because they were like, you know what? This is an opportunity. So what they did is they dropped a food truck, a Taco Bell food truck, into the town via helicopter. What? Yes. Like dropped it down. And on that truck, they had enough ingredients to make 10,000 tacos. That's they had like brilliant. beef, sour cream. Tomatoes, And lettuce. did, like, the people of Bethel know? Were they excited? Or was it, like, just randomly a taco truck? <laughs> well, from what I think happened, I think Taco Bell, like, released the bad news first. They were like, sorry, Bethel, we're not coming. Then they were like, surprise! Tacos for everyone! And, like, the news reported that a lot of the Bethel residents, while they were disappointed, they were so thankful. And many of them said it was the first time they had tasted tacos in decades. Oh, my God. <laughs> Bethel. <laughs> I feel bad for those people. I know. Okay. So my last one is in... More free tacos? Yes. (laughs) But it's different. Come on, Taco Bell. Okay. So in May 2019, Taco Bell announced the opening of a pop-up hotel in Palm Springs, California. I know. Can we do another trip? It's been a hot minute. Yeah. The problem is we go from hot to hotter. But we go from hot to hotter with no kids or husbands. Brilliant. Let's do it. Okay. So... um. Anyway, this fully furnished Taco Bell-themed hotel was set to open for only four days, and it came with the promise of, can you guess it? Free tacos. Free unlimited tacos. Oh, <laughs> I can't even imagine who went. So in less- like sitting by the pool, just chowing on tacos. Oh, God. Gross. In less than two minutes, the hotel was fully booked. Rooms started at $169 per night, and the hotel even had a salon and a gift shop that sold Taco Bell-themed clothing and merch. Ew, like bean shampoo? Bean mask? <laughs> what do they do, like bean masks on your Black face? Black bean face mask? <laughs> Gross. <laughs> so the little stunt got like a ton of media attention in that short period of time, and it was hilarious. People liked it. Brilliant. Yeah. So that's all I got for you on T-Bell today. Do you have any like overall thoughts on their attention getting tactics? No, but I feel like I need a taco. Really? I feel like... <laughs> no, they have a Dorito taco that my kids want so bad. It's like the taco shells and Dorito. It sounds incredible. It does not sound <laughs> incredible to me, but I will trust you on that and you'll have to let me know how it is. Will you get it tonight? Will you promise me today you'll stop and get it for your I'm kids? I'm going to. Yeah. Be the cool mom. Well, they it was we were on a road trip to Park City, and it was the first – we stopped, and McDonald's was closed. So I'm like, let's go to Taco Bell. And then they're like, this place is amazing. <laughs> kids. Oh, to be a kid again. Okay, so before we wrap up, I want to point out and thank my sources. I got some great info from a Washington Post article that ran on April 2nd, 1996, and it was by Paul Farhi titled A Joke That Rang True. There's also a really good Wikipedia entry titled The Taco Liberty Bell that has all kinds of great information. And I read the Associated Press article that was published in newspapers across the country on April 2nd, 96, and it was titled April Fool's Day Ad A Real Ringer. I love those headlines. Those news people. Those marketing people. Oh, no, they're journalists. Do not call them marketing people. They do not appreciate that. 
So we will link out to all of our other sources in our show notes. Thanks for listening. And don't forget to pretty please leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. If you love what you heard, tell all your friends to follow us on social at Will It Stick Podcast and visit us online at willitstickpodcast.com. Awesome. Peace out. Peace out.